welcome to the Naked Under the Table show, where we say what we think because we're just as naked under the table as you are. We've got nothing under the table and nothing is off the table. Our weekly golden nuggets are delivered hot and fresh by your favorite half-naked people every week, every Monday, Martin, Denise, and Elsie. On this week's episode, we are entering our third controversial couple for the month of February, and we are going back in time to talk about the inimitable Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. And our host for tonight is none other than Elsie Reclamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Elsie. Uh, I hope everyone is having uh, a good Valentine's. Uh, I hope everybody had had uh, you know pretty much uh, enjoy their Valentine's e- even if they're not with their uh, significant other could be with family also, diba? It's a month of love. That is true. Love that doesn't mean that, that it's on that it's only uh, romantic. It could be a love of self. So people who are alone can still actually have their Valentines with themselves. And I'm sure a lot of people did that because there's a lot of lonely people out there. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just Valentine's joking. is singlehood recognition day. A, a, a self-love Valentine's. Yeah. Ah, no, no, no. I used to do that a lot, Martin. But now, things have changed. I was actually on a date. And a oh. lovely date at that. Man. Nice restaurant. Good food, uh, an eavesdropping couple on the other table. Everything was great. <laughs> yeah, that's the unwanted double date right there. <laughs> that's okay. You know how how you know how how fun it is when you're on, on a date and they're all, they're all couples and you kind of like kind of like eavesdrop on the other couple what they're talking about. They're like, oh, those guys are like fighting, or oh, those guys are like not in good terms or whatever. There's always some sort of a comparison. At least you can reaffirm how awesome you're doing. Man, those guys <laughs> over there, man, fuck, they're having issues. Good thing that's not us. We just talk about hey, look, others' issues. They that's ordered them. the cheap steak. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford the full, the full set. <laughs> yeah. They only got one, 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 one main dish. <laughs> and they're splitting it too. <laughs> you know what they call splitting, right? On, on a diet, not just on <laughs> yourself, even your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Which, sadly, is the case with a lot of people during the pandemic. I am pretty much included in that, uh, <laughs> in that demographic now, sadly to say, because uh, this pandemic has proven to be uh, very bad for a lot of people's uh, financial um, stability. True. So women, do do heed the call of the men on this call, including other men that might be listening in. Go Dutch. Go Dutch, guys. Just just, especially for the first dates. You know, you don't even know if you like each other that much. So why is it his responsibility to pay for everything, right? He's going to pay for everything later anyways. And I don't mean like... (laughs) Financially, you know, when you reveal he's your gonna true self, he's going to pay for the wedding anyway. So he's going uh, to be like, "Oh man, I'm paying for it now." You know, so you know, go Dutch in the first few weeks. Yeah, it's an investment. It's an investment. Yeah, because <laughs> when your monthly comes around, girls, you know our men pay hard. 
you know, you know, I like what you said, Martin. It's an investment, and yes, you you are right. Love is an investment, and one of the greatest investors in it is our subject for tonight. Yeah. You can say that Cleopatra invested a lot. That's uh, true. Romantically and politically, uh, political gain for her country. Uh, she's, I guess, one of the most, I guess, one of the the uh, most powerful women in history. Do you agree, Denise? She's like one of the quintessential uh, women uh, uh, in power. I would say uh, quintessentially. Yeah. yeah, you can I would say, say that. And, uh, not just her, because she was Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, that was a dig. That was such a dig. Oh, my German dude. pride is getting so hurt right now. Oh, dude, and, dude. But yeah, but I would say but, yeah, know, it's I... not just because Cleopatra was a sovereign. It's because she was a sovereign of Egypt and women were not considered lesser in Egypt. Like they could, they were just as equal as men, especially if you were sovereign. <clears throat> so that would make her extremely powerful. Like even Queen Elizabeth I had to remain unmarried to wield yeah. that level of power as a woman, right? Yeah. So kudos to Cleopatra. In fact, and right. we'll talk about that later. Marrying was really what gave her even more power. It didn't, you know, it, but, but, it didn't lessen her. But she, she, she does join that that very uh, exclusive group, which Queen Elizabeth, uh, both the first and the second, also joined. And, and, and I think other uh, royal, uh, female yes, royals that have been leading <clears throat> their countries. Uh, it's not a, a massive group, but it's there, and, and Cleopatra is definitely in it. Uh, so, so that, that's yeah, one of the first very interesting. The marrying incest. Yeah, you mean the marrying incest group? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, they, they, all royals used to do that, right? Let's preserve the royal Cleopatra. bloodline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Cleopatra yeah. married her brother. And that was pretty regular back then, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Which incidentally kicked her out, also banned her from Egypt. So we can talk more about that as we as we go on. It's very interesting. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of people don't know uh, details about. Uh, uh, I myself was uh, pretty surprised when I when I uh, researched on her, and I wow, I, I, there's so much things I I didn't know, like yeah, how did she really because, die? And because Hollywood kind of glossed right. over the story which they have to to make it more appealing to the masses and and it's really actually very different than what it was right. like historically right but yeah right. i mean go ahead and speaking of history charge on lc you were the host with the See most you? tonight yeah all right all right that's uh, for our this is our third valentine's episode on uh controversial couples and i think uh this passes as one of the most controversial couples in history is Cleopatra and Mark Anthony or Marcus Atticuticus. No, I don't know. I just, I just invented <laughs> Marcus Antonius. Marcus Antonius. There you go. I made him Greek. I made I him sound Greek. I will kick your buttocks. <laughs> Sorry. I will not do it again. I'm making everything Greek. <laughs> Latin. It's not in, even in, Greek. In, 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 it's Latin. Sorry, sorry, Denise. Sorry to, to bastardize your German heritage. In German, it's called Our Avanhesphere. Oh my god, it's what? all Greek to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, here we go. We're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about this. I'm excited. Okay, as history more or less dictates that Cleopatra kind of you can say. 
uses her her, uh, her femininity, right? I mean, she was a gorgeous woman, very smart, very uh, uh, elegant. She uses that uh, for political gain. Uh, she kind of uses she uses that to meet Mar uh, Mark Anthony, uh, gain uh, a, a unity of sorts, uh, not just in uh, in love, but in political uh, gain. <clears throat> Do you agree? Uh, do you agree that on some level, entering a, a relationship of any, any any sort, especially in love, does does it have some personal gain? I mean, personally for you, uh, Denise, what do you think about that? Is it um, always some sort of uh? Are you thinking of what am I gonna get from this person? I think you should actually, um, and I'm actually gonna quote somebody who I won't name. But I, it, was, it was actually surprising. He was a comedian. Well, he is a comedian. I used to date him. And he wasn't always the best human being. I know him. I'll name him right now. Yeah, but he had a really insightful um, thing that he would say as part of a bit. Relationships shouldn't just change you. They should change you for the better. And if that's what we are going to consider personal gain, I 100% agree with that. And it goes both ways. You should be there helping a person get better, you know, and if you're not actually helping each other get better, and I don't even mean as a couple together, like individually, helping them discover themselves, pursue their passions, correct their mistakes and all of that, then maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship with each other. It, 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 for me, why relationships are there? I mean, they're the practical reasons like financial stability, you help each other financially, or even things like children and whatnot. But on a very personal, deep level, I would agree. It's actually very prudent if you do get something from a relationship that you're in. But okay, say uh, I, I do agree with what you said, Denise, but uh, do you know it beforehand? Do you consciously think of that beforehand before entering this uh, relationship like what the gain is right yes no no so i mean when i would enter a relationship i do it because i get the feeling i will be better for it at the end a feeling so, yeah a feeling. A feeling you know that hey you know i think this is a good one to get into because i'll be much better for it in the end which is also why I don't have, I try not to have bad breakups, you know, because even if you don't work out and you don't end up together, you could have learned a lot of yourself about yourself. And we talked about this in other episodes prior. You learn a lot about yourself, about other people, about life. And if you're able to, you know, recognize and respectfully attribute that growth to the relationship that you had, even if you don't end up together, I think, I think that's really good. So every relationship I, I, I enter into, it's usually because I feel like, hey, I'm going to get something from this. I don't know what it might be yet, but I, I do feel <clears throat> that I might. Yeah. Do you label that? Do you subconsciously label those, those gains? Sometimes. Really? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes really? it could <clears throat> be a characteristic or a value set. Like, hey, if I'm with this person, I'm going to learn to be more patient. Because this person's like super patient, you know, or if I'm with this person, I'm going to learn to be more responsible because they are or. Interesting. I'm yeah. So sometimes I do or sometimes it'll be even things like practical things. Being with this person will teach me to be, you know, a better speaker because this person's so great at communication and I'll, I'll learn from them. And, you know, even if it's not a direct 
you know, teaching, I, 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 you get that from relationships, you know. So, yes, sometimes I can put a finger on what it is. Yeah. But is it a be-all, end-all kind of thing? Do you, do you have to have some sort of a attribute gain uh, in that regard? No, but it sucks when you don't get anything. You put in all this work, time, effort, blood, sweat, and tears, and in your case, money. <laughs> you know, guys? And you don't get anything at the end. That sucks. So I would say it would be good that you make it a requisite um, because after all that time that you spend and you don't have anything at the end, it's really like you're not together now and then you don't gain anything like that. Right, <clears throat> right, right. How about you, Martin? What do you, what, what, what do you reckon? I reckon personal gain <laughs> is... Uh, I, I reckon the oh, personal gain is... I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, while Martin tries to uh, fix his uh, technical uh, mic uh, microphone problem, then he's I, okay. It, you said that you subconsciously subconsciously try to 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 uh, uh, list down these these gains. How will you know when? There are no gains. How how long in the relationship usually does that take? Nah, you go. Oh my God, I'm not learning anything from this relationship. I don't think this is going anywhere. I I don't think I'm gonna turn into something maybe even worse. How long does that uh, uh, fall under? Oh, there, Martin's there. I'll yeah, answer this I'm really back. quick. I'm, oh, back. I'm back. Perfect. There you are. Okay. Yeah. So I'll answer it okay. really quickly because maybe the audience wants to hear my okay, answer, okay, and okay, then okay. we can jump back to Martin. Um. A long time ago, when we were in college, and you know when you're college, you kind of think of crazy stuff. We came up with a formula, an algorithm to determine if the relationship is still worth it. Right? And it's, it's the hours that you're spending. Uh, sorry, it's the effort that you're spending. So efforts multiplied by satisfaction divided by time. So if you're, you're putting in a lot of effort, but that effort is still highly satisfactory to you, you know, meaning because sometimes in order to gain something, you have to put in a lot of effort, right? So if you're putting in a lot of effort and you're getting a lot of satisfaction, then you divide that by the time that you're spending together. And if it still is a positive, meaning it's not a negative integer, then you're still gaining from the relationship, right? So it's effort, effort and satisfaction over time, right? So, yeah. That's in case you wanted it to be nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. What do you think about all this, Martin? Does we do we have <clears throat> do you do you subconsciously or consciously uh, label or name or list down the gains that you can achieve? Yeah, I I I, I definitely believe so. I I, I do believe, uh, and it's not because it sounds bad because how what you associate with with personal gain, like it's like it lies a little bit in the question, but. I think the right way to think about it is that why would you enter a relationship if you don't have a personal gain, right? So the personal gain in in this setup, you could say, would be uh, in terms of power or in terms of, of monetary value or, or any of this, but that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Actually, entering into a relationship is something that m makes you better it automatically gives you a personal gain because you have another person in your life. Right? Like then that person and you might decide that you want to make your lives pure hell. 
by 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 treating each other as bad as possible and, and then you could say is there a personal gain well you gain the opportunity to torture someone and, and some people want that you know and then but seriously some 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 people want to be in horrible relationships make other people suffer that's true that's very true and yeah. some people want to suffer right that's also sometimes the case that some people actually think they deserve the suffering and 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 and, and that can even be a personal gain i don't believe I, I think personal gain or gain in, in, in it all is, is, a, is a ground pillar of, of relationships. Like you go in there, like even from a biological perspective, obviously there's the mating part, but there's also the surviving part, right? Both on behalf of the man and on behalf of the woman that you have a better chance of surviving if, if you are together. You are like two halves that make a whole, like you have the whole symbolic, right? Yin and yang, so on and so forth. The masculine and the feminine, like the, the two halves that makes a whole. And, and, and that in itself makes a relationship something that you gain from. And then there is a part that Denise talked about, which is um, making each other better. Like if you go into a relationship, a genuine relationship, and genuinely want the person that you're with to be a better person, in their process of becoming better, you become better. And, and you gain from it as well, right? Because what even if you don't become better as well, you gain from the fact that your partner becomes a better, right? Um, a better person. So, so I, I actually believe it's a fundamental part. Then you can argue what's the most, what is the moral part? Like we can talk about, okay, if you go into a relationship and your personal gain is that you make each other grow and everything is awesome and, and red roses and, and all of that, that's amazing. But if you go into a relationship for monetary purposes, is it then wrong? Is it is it how is it different from from other terms uh, like of, of of personal gain? If it's political, right? That's also a question. So so I think the real debate is not whether or not a relationship has some sort of personal gain because I think that's built into it. But the question might be, what is the right gain? Yeah, what, what like is, the is, most moral, is yeah, uh, like is your gain justifiable? You know, is your exactly. gain a justifiable gain, right? And <laughs> Even if it's money, you know, there are people that they really need it. They need to marry together to, to, to survive financially. And that we shouldn't look down on that either. You know? Nope. Yeah. Nope. There are people that are uh, living in under horrible, horrible circumstances that get their life changed because they, they, they are with a partner that has a different kind of, of economic, uh, economic standing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you can say what you want about the moral part of that, like, um, I, I wouldn't totally discredit it because just because that's a part of the relationship doesn't mean that it's the whole relationship. Uh, and um, and yeah, I, I mean, if you look through history, uh, monetary uh, and and mon monetary, the monetary aspect definitely uh, have a, a, an impact on on your on your choice of partner. Oh wait, <clears throat> so what do you guys think? Is is love the byproduct of this gain, or or is the gain the byproduct of the of love? What 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 do you think? What do you guys uh, think uh, comes first? Uh, do we the do chicken we, or the egg, man? The chicken, chicken or, or the egg. egg? Do we do we actually have? Do we actually fall under the facade of love just to have these gains, or do we 
fall in love first uh, in uh, in reality and get these uh, 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 these uh, plus points and gains be that monetary or or uh, uh, a skill or any attribute whatsoever so what do you guys think about that it's both though i mean there's so many stories of couples for example that had arranged marriages and then mm-hmm. later on they learned to love each other you know, and they genuinely fall in love. It's not even a respectful love. It starts out as respectful. So, love. so you're, in that case, Denise, the love is the byproduct of of these gains. No, but it goes so the, the gain- opposite. No, it goes the opposite too. There are people who marry and they're both dirt poor, but they work hard together, and then they make themselves successful. So the byproduct there is success and wealth. Love first, and you work together, motivated and driven by that love for each other, and then you gain whatever it is you gain together. What do you think, Martin? Is, is what 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 comes I, I, first? I think I think I I think the question you just asked is if that's a deep, as deep as it gets, right? Like we, I, I can't explain love. I, I don't know what it is. I can try. I, there's nobody that can. Nobody. We we've been no. living for thousands and thousands of years, and we still haven't been able to explain what it is, right? We, we we still haven't been able to articulate what it is, neither from a scientific nor from from an artistic perspective. So I, I think the question that you're asking is as deep as as deep as it as as it gets, and and to be honest, I I can't really answer it. Uh, but what I can say is th- those two are related, and and um... some might even argue love itself is its form of personal gain. So you don't you know you form a relationship to fall in love, and that's one of the gains. You know that's that's arguable. But to Martin's point. It's a philosophical question in that we need to define what love is first in order to determine if it's part of a game and if it's chicken or egg. Does it fuel gains or is it gained by prearranged <coughs> shit? <laughs> yeah. So, so what in in history? Uh, let's let's try to play historian a little bit. Do you think that Cleopatra was really in love with Mark Anthony, or and vice versa? Do you think? I, I, I'm guessing this is just my 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 male intuition. I I think Mark Anthony was truly enamored by by Cleopatra, but because of how she was able to present herself, and we'll talk about that later on. But was Cleopatra truly in love with Mark Anthony, or was it just all political a political conquest? What do you guys think? Uh, we don't think- have to be we don't have to be uh, historically correct. We can have our own yeah. opinion. I think she had zero intention of having any feelings for the guy, but she caught feels, as it were. She caught some feels. And the reason I'm, I believe this strongly is if it was purely for political gain and she was faking it all the way up to her death, she wouldn't have requested to be buried next to him. You don't do that if you don't love a person. She wanted to spend eternity with him, you know? And to me, that was the like ultimate sign. Yeah. Like Bonnie and Clyde, you know, but that's the point. Like, if it was all political, all right, I did all my stuff, game's over, kill myself. But she's not going to think of, I want to spend the rest of my life with this, I mean, the rest of eternity with this dude. So that's my theory is that maybe in the beginning she didn't intend to catch feels, but she did. She did. So going back to my <clears throat> my previous question, uh, in, in, Cleotra- in Cleopatra's, uh, uh, in, in her, more or less in her situation, the byproduct was love. The, the first the first uh, intention was political gain. Very true. And maybe you're right. Maybe she caught some feels along the way, caught some of those Roman feels, mm. 
So, uh, but, but it's also I guess because an aspect of it is also perseverance. Like they were together for a long time, a years. They were together for years, and and they must have gone through a lot of shit together, you know, because they were basically from from what I could understand, they were pretty pretty inseparable, right? So so they must have gone through a lot of things, and and these kind of things they grow on you, and 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 that gets to the point that Denise talked about that sometimes you have arranged marriages where it actually ends up working. Not that I'm, a, I'm like a, a supporter of arranged marriages, but where it actually ends up with these people really, really caring for each other. And, and, and time is a really important aspect of love, especially if we're talking love beyond just the falling in love part. But we're talking love in, 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 in a more um, in, in a long term sense, in a symbiotic uh, sense. So, so in that case, for sure, feelings can develop. And I'm sure they did, and I think also as Denise pointed out, like they did get buried next to each other, and 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 I think there definitely was something there. Uh, but it was not the the trick. I mean, it was a game that she played as well, for sure, because she played it on Caesar also. Caesar was there before Mark Anthony. She actually had a son with Caesar. She spent time in the Roman court where arguably that was where she, when she really got to know Mark Anthony, but, but that was a, a, where the, his affections for her started. When Caesar was assassinated, she took her son and, and, yeah, and went, she's like, went, All went right, back to Alexandria. Need to find a second dude because this ain't, this ain't going to work no more because the other one's dead. So it was, I will tell you, so it was definitely I will tell a, you, like to Martin's point about the time spent together, you know how they say the best relationships are also founded in friendship? Mm. This is, I truly this, believe that. This is going to be my trivia of the night. This is going to be my trivia of the night. Did you know that apparently Mark Anthony and Cleopatra had a drinking club? Yeah. I and they really? called it intimate, uh, Inimitable Livers. Yeah. The Inimitable yeah. Livers the is inimitable what they called livers. it, right? And they would spend, there was a time that they spent in the wintertime because you can't go out anyway. And they hold up and they would drink and laugh and party and eat and dance every day. And you don't do that with somebody who you're just politically aligning with. You know, no. you don't do that with somebody. You don't hold up together and drink every night together if there's nothing that you share in common. And that that also shows they had a friendship, yeah. you know, that they would hang out with people. They'd form a drinking club, you know, and, and, and it's a great foundation for as Martin says, love that's built correctly over time. And, and building on that, Denise, uh, the, the funny thing was, so Mark Anthony was a general under Julius Caesar. And he traveled around and he fought a lot of places. And he spent some time over in, in Macedonia and around Greece and had a, had a great fascination with, with this Greek culture, hedonistic culture. <laughs> um, Cle Cleopatra is a descendant of uh, uh, I can't, she wasn't I, even fully Egyptian, if I can understand. No, 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 she, no, was, she, she was wasn't. Not, she was Macedonian. Yeah, Macedonian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when Alexander the Great got, he conquered Egypt. There was a uh, one of his generals, Ptolemic, Ptolemic, yeah, that got stationed and ruled Egypt and became the right. pharaoh. And Cleopatra was the descendant of Ptolemy. Ptolemy, Ptolemy, I think, I think in this. Ptolemy. Ptolemy. It's called Ptolemy. That's why it's the Ptolemic Ptolemy. dynasty. Exactly. Yeah, Ptolemy. Exactly. You pronounce it Ptolemy. So she was actually of Greek descent. So when Mark Antony came to take, he, he they divided the Roman Empire basically, and and he got the part that Egypt was in. And when he came there, 
she she met him by sailing up the Nile in in a big big boat with a golden front and like silver oars, and she was dressed as Aphrodite. So imagine this guy who he's a soldier, he likes drinking, and he has this fascination with this hedonistic um, Greek culture, God. and this goddess just comes dressed as Aphrodite. He, this cock must really knew how so to... goddamn hard. Like, she just swept him off her feet, like, straight off no, the No, you also have you know? to understand why that happened. Is because, you know how they would think they were the reincarnation or the human form of a god or goddess? Mm. Mark Anthony considered himself the human incarnation of Dionysus. Mm. Yes, and the match yes, of Dionysus yes. is Aphrodite. So when Aphrodite shows up in this magnificent boat, it's like, a match made in heaven on earth. You know? <laughs> it, like, it definitely yeah. showed that she knows what games she, she playing. She's playing, she's playing. Yeah. yeah. She knows, you know, and, and she did it before. She did it with Caesar. She obviously got a lot better at it as well. But yeah, just circling back. I, I just like that part of the story. Uh, and it also explains why they had those dinner parties because that's really like this work hard, play hard lifestyle. It was hedonism. It was hedonism, yeah. which gods and goddesses are supposed to, especially Aphrodite and Dionysus, <laughs> especially extreme, them. Extreme luxury. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I won't say I know people that do that, but I know the lifestyle. I know people that practice that lifestyle. I know people that do extravagant parties. And it's not something that doesn't exist anymore. Right. And we all know that there are secret sex parties happening all around, you know, so so yeah i don't know any of them i wish i knew sorry sorry we don't know anything about that we don't know anything about that i have an interesting comment on the live stream which i think is a very unique perspective so this is from koi and koi says in my in my opinion and i find this perspective very interesting it was an escape for cleo Hmm. people like mark anthony and julius caesar because during their dynasty she was expected to marry her brothers right expected to marry her, her her and she did she had to marry her brother her two brothers right uh one after the other when they when they died so i i like this this build of koi because essentially what he's saying is what if she didn't quite like her life state or 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 it wasn't necessarily only i like this opinion because it doesn't mean it was entirely also political she's nope. like Man, that means I have to, sorry for the words, fuck my brother for the rest of my life. That ain't cool, man. And he's younger than me, too. This is, like, really, like, awful. So it's a very interesting perspective. You know, maybe she also did it as an out, as an out clause to an otherwise very unforgiving married life. And that's very possible. And, and, and that it's good because it's, it's very important when we discuss these kind of things that we don't get locked in on one specific angle and say that it was only politically motivated. There are many things that motivate people, many, many things. And, and weighing more or less on one or another thing can be hard. It could have been many, many things that made, made her uh, pursue that, 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 that path, right? Could have been yeah. many things. So thanks so for like that comment, that. Koi. Thanks for throwing in a new perspective. So Elsie, what's on the docket? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh... I want to ask, I want to, I just want to ask, I just want to ask, I mean, I just want to add that uh, Cleopatra's uh, son with uh, Julius Caesar was aptly named uh, Little Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was cute. That's a cute uh, yeah. fun fact. Okay. Cleopatra is known for being really smart. Uh, that, that's given. Yeah, even more so than her, you can say, you know, even more so than her male counterparts because she was really, 
maybe we can say manipulative in that sense, no? Uh, can a couple, this is a personal, just a personal opinion uh, that I want to know uh, on how you guys, uh, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. So, uh, can a couple uh, of different levels of intelligence can you can they actually fall in love? Uh, it's brain power. This is Elsie's nice way of asking: Can you fall in love with somebody dumber than you? <laughs> it's brain power of more so of equal level be more vi- a viable venture. I, I love how you, PC you're being about this. I'm trying to be nice here, Denise. Politically correct. I'm trying to be nice here. We don't do PC here, man. <laughs> we make it under the table. No PC. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you guys think does is it a be all end all kind of rule that only someone of this caliber can only go with that someone of that i'm not being discriminating here by any, no, but I, any I, I think it's i think it's a great i think it's a great question and uh falling in love is discriminative so it's you cannot talk about this without being discriminative because when you choose someone, you also de-choose something else. And that's the, the, that's the definition of discriminating, right? If you like tall girls, that means you're discriminating against small girls. If you like smart people or if, whatever, fat guys, you're discriminating against thin guys. You, they, that's they, true. This is, this is, discrimination is a built-in part of how we choose our our mates, so I, I think it's a great thing to talk about. I think the the and the audience can feel free to correct me on this. I, I'll definitely read up on it after, but I'm gonna say it anyway. I think there is a pretty good evidence, psychological evidence, that intelligence is a factor when you pick your mate, but that does not mean that you cannot be with someone. Let's say in terms of IQ, that you can't be with someone with a lower IQ. That's definitely not the case. Um, but is it a factor when, 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 when you choose a partner? For sure. For sure it is. Like you want to be with someone that you have some kind of understanding with. And for you to have some kind of understanding, you need to be on a, on, on a wavelength. Um, so do I think that it has an influence? Yes. But do I think that it's all determining? No, I don't. And, and yeah, that, that's basically my, my, my answer to that question. Okay. What do you think? Uh, how about you, Denise? What do you think? I actually like that you use the word intelligence um, because when I was thinking about this, obviously the natural tendency is to think of IQ or, you know, um, book smarts, logical thinking, and I realized when I pondered it just a little bit more, there are multiple kinds of intelligences. You could have somebody that is intelligent in abstract thoughts. You could have somebody that is intelligent in music. Artistic. You could have, you could have somebody that's artistic. So if you're talking about different levels of intelligence, what if I'm very gifted at math and I fall in love with somebody that's very gifted with dance? And then it doesn't really matter the actual level of intelligence. 
but you can definitely learn from each other or get inspired by each other or even sometimes live vicariously through each other because you have different intelligences. So if you're not a, a gifted musician, but you love music so much, it would make perfect sense that you fall in love with a musician because it's something that you love that you just don't have a natural aptitude for. You know, and in that sense, I think it's not only possible that you could fall in love with somebody of different intelligences or different levels, it might actually be good for you. It might actually make you more well-rounded, more satisfied with life, you know, and, and you get to experience a different side or a different way of looking at the world because they also have a different way of looking at the world. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I agree with both of you. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I know some people, uh, not to name anyone, you know, that, that, that they have uh, uh, gone through that stage and, and uh, beaming someone, and they find out eventually as, as the years go on that uh, they might not be, you know, in tune in that sense uh, uh, intellectually uh, in, a lot of le in, a, in, a, in some level. And uh, that usually doesn't end well, or maybe it is, but some would argue that it could be settling. Some would argue also that it could be <clears throat> really, really good sex. <laughs> but then we go back to Martin's point. What were, what were your discriminating factors for getting into the relationship in the first place? Um, so evidently, when they started out, the level of intelligence wasn't one of those things. And it's possible to outgrow someone or it's possible to be in denial. Either you're right, maybe there's a very strong sexual attraction. So you kind of defer all of those other discriminating factors. Um, and eventually, you know, the truth comes out. You know, you really do care about that particular thing, AKA intellect, for example. Um, and, and, you know, and people outgrow each other too in relationships. That's the other thing. What's to say that you both started out on the same quote unquote level of intellect and one of you just grew faster than the other person. And then your ability to relate to each other is also outgrown, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty natural too, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes, well, life is strange. I think, uh, I think that's what I'm trying to point out here. Uh, we really don't know what, what makes someone, uh, attracted to one person and the other one the next uh, there's a lot of things uh, so you're right martin we, uh, the, some things are uh, can't be explained scientifically or even uh, 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 po po uh, uh, artistically and uh, i think that's what that's what makes it all so good uh, but you also have instances just to bring this up because i was thinking about relating it to cleopatra uh, Anthony was not known as... Uh, obviously, he was a smart guy because he's sitting on... Like, it's that... He's sitting on the top of the Roman Empire, right? So the guy the guy is not an idiot, uh, but he's a soldier. And, and they make it very clear. He is a soldier. He's a very... So you could, you could think that he is a very deterministic, right? Very set in his ways. Uh, he wasn't necessarily disciplined, but, but he was probably a bit of a brute in, 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 in some sense. Um, he was known to have a very good relationship with his soldiers, to drink with his soldiers, uh, and, and to in general be the embodiment of, 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 of a soldier. And Cleopatra was, let's say... A scholar. Let's, she was yeah. a scholar. She, she actually surrounded herself with scholars. Yeah. Uh, she was a nerd. She was 
a nerd in BC times. <laughs> so if we talk about like this intelligence part of it, there's also the case that sometimes those are the kind of attractions that, that find each other. Like you find someone who's attracted to intelligence. And on the other side, you have someone who's, in, who's let's say, because let's also be, be real here, right? Because we don't, we don't really uh, deviate that much on the spectrum. Like that's important to remember. Like most of us is in the same, uh, let's say if it's IQ, most of us is in the same spectrum. And, and, and the difference between being 110 and 120 in terms of a relationship might not be that much. But if you are 180 and you're with someone who's 85, you know, then maybe it's it's different. But in my point there being, in this case, there could be an attraction to the intelligence and to this to the femininity and the the articulation of Cleopatra. Where on the other hand, Cleopatra is not looking for a a, a duplicate of her. Yeah, exactly. a duplicate of her in a man. And this is where that old saying of opposites attract comes in. Right. He was Brutus and 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 macho and, you know, rough around the edges. And she was very refined and, and, and very scholarly, you know, and in that sense, you know, they fed off each other, you know, and, and this is where I was bringing up the idea of the multiple intelligences. She, he was probably also representing a life that she could never live, you know, and she could live vicariously through and with him, you know, um, and, and I agree with Martin 100 percent. It's 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 easy to say that one was less than the other when you put it one dimensionally but when you take them as human beings who are multi multi-dimensional creatures then it tends to make a little bit more sense that way i agree with marx yeah okay uh well i i think that what what made them at par with each other was okay one was uh, relatively has weaker political <coughs> uh uh power uh, one has more, and uh, that's usually the case. Uh, but uh, in, in the in the in, but we have this saying, Denise, in this country that may bow it. There's there's a a, a leveling. Uh, how do you say that? There's a there's. It levels there, itself out. Yeah. It levels level. itself out. Yeah. Yeah. One could be smarter, but one is more powerful. One one could be richer, but one has uh, has more uh, fame. Uh, yeah. Fame. Yin and yang. It's why uh, rock stars always marry really ugly rock stars always marry beautiful models with nothing in their you know heads. the the uh, it's funny oh. you know a, a, a fun fact a fun fact uh, Cleopatra kind of made with more or less Mark Anthony's best friend which is Julius Caesar. <laughs> His mentor and his best friend back then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so he, was he no... probably had good intel, man. Did you think about that? He probably had very good intel. He probably did. I'm I'm sure that Mark Anthony sent the dove writing a letter to to Julius Caesar. Hey, how's this? How's this girl gonna fare? You know, is she okay? Hey, she's okay, man. You know, I I would imagine that they would be communicating, asking advice. Yeah, if not. Uh, you know, uh, they were pro they were probably uh, trying to uh, up each other up. Anyways, okay, I wanna I wanna ask this. Uh, let's go a little bit personal. What could be your personal red flags in the beginning of a relationship that would get you out of it faster than a cat into water? You know, I would like ah, this is something I can't deal with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dependency. Okay, Martin. I'm out, man. But 
Really, really? How so? How so? I need you. I need you now. I can't. That that is. In what level, Martin? In what level? It, it, obviously, there's always a level of dependency in a relationship. Also, from my side, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I can just do whatever and uh, and like. There's also dependency on my side. Like you need each other for for stuff. But when someone makes the point that you are the center of their lives and they would not be able to live without you. That's alarm bells in my head, you know. That's alarm. You guys bells need to head. understand, especially for those who are listening to the show for the first time. A recurring theme in Martin's personal philosophy is freedom, you know. And when you have somebody that's extremely dependent or clingy and makes him the center of their world, it it threatens his freedom. But you it's know? not and, only and my. It's not only my freedom, huh? But you're you're very right, Denise. You're very right, and I, I like you put that up. But it's also them. I I want someone to be with someone that want their own freedom. And if you make your world depend on someone else, that's the opposite of being free. I want to be with someone who's independent. I want to be with someone who, who wants freedom. And, and, and I want to be with someone where, where love is, is on a very deep level. But, but that the whole, for example, let's say the whole, I can't live without you kind of love. It's, it's not for me because, because, I'm also a, a practical guy. What if I die? Like, what if I what if I have kids with you, right? What if I have kids with you and I I happen to die? That so many things can happen, you know. Uh, or fuck, World War Three happens. I go to war and never come back. And you're just gonna kill you. So you just gonna like, what's gonna happen to the children that we have, or 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 to the life that we build, or, like like all of these things, uh, kind of comes with with the independency and 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 the freedom. Uh, so, so, so yeah, so that, that's the worst part for me. I, I can't, and it scares me also, especially because what we talked about last week with the Bonnie and Clyde, because when you have a dependency problem, they, they, they're your partner will tend to go along with everything you say. And I've been that guy. I'm not just talking about, Hey, here am I walking through the world and a girl just falls over. And I, I've been the guy in a relationship where everything just went because I was so dependent on her. For the happiness in my life that no matter what happened it just i just let it slide under the bridge you know i just let it i just let it fung under the carpet and don't worry about it and then then go on so i've been that person as well which which is also why i now strive not to be that person um but it's very dangerous because if i start losing my way i need someone who can smack me on the side of the head and tell me, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Right? Uh, and not coddle you and not just keep going, go, Martin, go. And it's a Bonnie and Clyde, uh, it's a Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Like it's it's like this where where, where you kind of uh have this uh this kind of like, oh whatever happens, we'll just go with it, you know? Um and I, I, I can't. I, I I can't. It it's alarm bells in my head and not because not only because I've had women in my life that, that have that let's say um that attitude but also because i've been that guy and i know where it leads and it's 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 not it's not healthy for you it's not good for you it's not healthy so dependency is my my answer to that one how about you denise you know i like that you asked this question because i started before i answer i started thinking there weren't many red flags for anthony and cleo actually I mean, it's not like 
they were, I mean, the only risks were political risks, but not like personal risks, you know, and I find that kind of nice. Um, and, and, and it leads me to believe even more so that the love was genuine and real. Because when you look back at them individually and their trajectory individually as humans, as political powerhouses, as rulers and leaders, they, they actually were a pretty good match, even if they didn't politically align. They were, they were quite, there wouldn't be any red flags I could think of, you know, unlike other couples we've talked in the past, like Romeo and Juliet, lots of red flags right there, guys, mm-hmm. or, or Bonnie and Clyde, as, as, as Martin said, you know, so. Yeah, but, 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 but personally, yeah. They, they were probably a good match. Like, they, yeah. except I mean, for the I, fact that he was married already. But, but other yeah, than but that, right? Now I'm inclined to think if they were regular folk, Huh? And they happen to meet each other. They might have ended up together anyway. That's an it, their their love story is pretty interesting, huh? Yes. Uh, remember, Cleo, Cleopatra was uh, kind of destroyed his marriage. No, he uh, no, sorry, it takes two. It takes two to destroy a marriage. He destroyed yeah, his yeah, marriage. Yeah, 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 true, true, sorry. true. But uh, this 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 wife of of uh, and Mark Anthony was not, not an ordinary person. She was Octavia. yeah, but you also need to understand. He was powerful when he was with Cleo. That's when Octavius made him marry Octavia. He met Cleo before. It's not like he was with Octavia and then cheated on Octavia. But that was because Octavia was his second wife. Yeah, exactly. No, what I'm saying is the the only reason he was, well, the other wife, he went back to her and then she passed on, right? And Octavius yeah. strategically said, marry my sister. But but anyway, I guess what I'm saying is long-wordly, <laughs> you know, when you ask this question, I was like, did they have any red flags? And I personally think, no. And I, I like that, you know? Um, I like that history likes to think they had red flags maybe their hedonistic strip- behavior would have was a was maybe a red flag. maybe they would have been the bonnie and clyde of their generation maybe you know but you know it's i i, I like it but okay I'll, i'll answer the question what are personal red flags so i'll just pick one martin picked one and mine is to see the way this person treats beings of a lesser nature and i mean beings not just humans right so things Things like how they treat the household help. I've I've been with people and I see the way they treat their household help. And these are other human beings, man. I know they're your employees, but they get treated so badly sometimes that it's just... And for no other reason than I'm in power and you're my employee. But the other thing that I notice that's a red flag is when they treat animals badly or children badly. Like that to me is the ultimate red flag. And when I say badly, no, you don't have to kick a cat or hit a kid for me to know you treat them badly. Things like have a conversation with the kid. You know, the kid is talking to you and comes to you and wants to borrow, I don't know, a toy they see in your desk. How hard is it to go? Sure. You know, or you don't have to be a master of child rearing to just be kind to a kid. And I've seen human beings and guys that I thought were cool blatantly ignore a child like blatantly ignore them and i'm like yeah that's red flag for sure and then of course there's how they treat animals you know it's and the reason that's a red flag for me is if you can treat a kid or another person or an animal with that amount of disrespect what happens when i enter a realm in your mind where i'm not worth that respect You know, what if just like Elsie's example earlier that sometimes you grow out of each other and mm. you might think I'm not as smart as you or not as talented as you. Are you going to treat me like shit? 
because that's how you treated the other people or the other beings, you know, b before. And and that that's definitely my red flag. Like, but I, I think in I, general, the underlying an underlying factor with that, which I think is a very good principle for a red flag, by the way. And I think it's also a, a, a good common one. Like people also do it with how you treat, for example, a servant at a restaurant or like it, it can be many things. And I, I think the underlying factor is just, wait, hey, what if that was me? Like, yes, that, that could be me. You know? Are like, you only being nice to me because you think I'm not beneath you? Because that's just no, man. That's just no. Um, and, and it's sad because I've actually been with, with I've been on dates and I point that out. I'm like, don't talk to the to your point, Martin. Like, don't talk to the waiter that way. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I won't. I won't ever talk to you that way. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Man, sure. you know, you're, you're different, Denise. I'm not, I'm not going to treat you that way. And I'm just like. And that makes it okay. Thank you for putting me on a pedestal. Let's fuck. I mean, yeah, come but, on. But, but the, 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 it's really the question is what, what when you're not on that pedestal, right? Yes. You are that's gonna, my you point. are gonna be that person at some point, man. So that, or that's what a if very good red flag. People in my life are not on that same pedestal. What if you meet my best friend and you think she's an idiot, or my family and you think they're not worth, you know that, and we can't. I can't do that. So so. Yeah, no, that's my red flag. Like the way you treat other people <laughs> is like, yeah, red flag. Ugh. Yeah, no. I, you can actually, you can actually. It's a. I think uh, I totally agree that the the how other how uh, how that person treats other people. That's a big. Uh, that that is one big factor. The, you can actually judge his whole uh, personality in in just how he treats other people. Especially of lower stature, of how, or how if he thinks it's all of lower stature, and uh, that is quite the turn off. Uh, and yes, uh, that happens. Well, it happened to me also a couple of times where I was uh, treated like that uh, when I was work when I was a, y a younger guy working in an in, in establishment in a company. You would get these. Uh, assholes you know and and they would treat you badly and uh then you see them with uh their so-called uh uh significant uh, level <laughs> segment or, or or people of same stature as they are and they're so nice especially in my industry uh, in the advertising and film industry there's uh, you'll be surprised on how they treat the the, the extras you know how 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 some of how the uh, the uh, their managers sometimes treat the extras, they, they treat them like cattle, and it's it's crazy. It's 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 or or some models also in in some in, but Denise and some people think that modeling is always all glamour and whatnot. Sometimes it's not. You know they treat they treat some models like cattle. Like hey you you stay here you stay there. And it's just, that is a red flag. I totally agree. That is quite much of a uh, that uh, that is my red flag also, by the way. And um, how see uh, how a person treats other people. But there's so much, I you know. I mean, uh, do you think that? Uh, do you think that Mark? What do you think Mark Anthony saw with Cleopatra? Do you think he saw any red flags with Cleopatra? What do you guys? You think? know what I was thinking actually. Uh, we were we were talking about how you treat other people of lower status. In their time, that was actually what, you know, because they, they were, like, awful to other people. I mean, Cleopatra actually watched her own sister paraded around when she visited in chains and stuff, you know? Like, but that that back then was accepted. A norm. And, and, you know, and your, your, 
you know, almost callous, very calculating, unemotional cutting of people was what impressed Cleopatra toward Mark Anthony and vice versa. You know, Mark Anthony was impressed by Cleopatra because she wasn't a woman in that sense. She wasn't emotional that way. She wasn't going to look, you know, uh, she wasn't going to not punish somebody because she was a woman or lessen the punishment because it was too much for her. This is a girl that helped murder a lot of people. She was one of the most murderous Including women in history. Including her sister, by the way. Including her sister, you know, at, at her bidding. It wasn't like Caesar goes, hey, you want us to kill you? No, she was like, I want you to kill my sister. But, and, and, and so ironically, our red flag today is, is exactly what I think attracted Anthony and even Caesar to Cleopatra. She was ruthless, ruthless. vicious. And she would treat people that were not of her caliber that <clears throat> she didn't need with complete and utter disdain. And, and, and they loved that because I'm sure other women back then weren't as cruel, you know, because they were a lot more emotional. And, and Cleopatra was actually very intellectual more than she was emotional. Um, and, and maybe that also made them feel like they were not like those people. Not that I don't know how Caesar and, and, and Mark Anthony treated their people. Mark Anthony, as, as we talked about, was, was known to be very close to the soldiers in, in, his, in his ranks. Uh, but, but we don't know, like I, at least I don't know how, how he treated them. And I don't know how Caesar treated people around him. But, but it's definitely funny, or not funny, it's interesting to think about what makes people attracted to a person like a person that's vicious towards other people right is it because it makes them feel like does it make them feel better do they get off on it a little bit maybe the humiliation to, uh, like off other people not uh, in this case of themselves uh like like what makes people attracted to people like that it, it's an interesting thing to to think about at least and exactly i mean lc and i can think that's a red flag how you treat other people, but you're right. Maybe for other people, that's the attraction. Ah, oh, you a bitch. I like that. You know, you know, you never know. Everybody has their own get, as it were. Yeah, yeah. You're on mute, Elsie. I think you are on mute, and you need to jump into your next question, sweetie. I was, I was gonna say something. It, sl it slipped my mind just now. <laughs> just now. Uh uh to, to that extent to, to that to that to that uh, re uh reference of 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 cleopatra being ruthless oh yeah and and on the flip side history dictates that she was very uh compassionate to to the to the masses uh yeah, i think there was one time that during drought she opened up uh, uh the the rice fields that was reserved for the aristocrats and was, she gave it away to the masses. Uh, these are things that, I, I guess, attributes of a great leader, you know? But I, uh, would, I would argue that that was more strategic because mm -hmm. her army already wasn't as big as the Roman army. So if she right. let her people die off, like starve and die, it would dwindle her army already. So I think mm -hmm. it yeah, wasn't entirely... if you let yeah. them starve and die, they'll just... Fuck take you out of power Dalit. yeah they'll they'll revolt. revolt so i think that was also strategic on her part to be fair yeah yeah mm. and i'm not i'm mm. not discounting the fact that she did a good thing but i wouldn't necessarily knowing what i think she's like that wasn't entirely just you know concern for mm. people it was it was a strategic decision yeah mm. but do you think that she was more more ruthless than any i mean judging from she 
the first thing she did when 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 to get into power was to take out her brother who yeah. who who she was incidentally married also to <laughs> right and kill and 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 kill her sister so was she that can you say that she was you and, know, a and badass she also, in, in she also when when they were circled in in uh, the battle of At- Atticum, the battle of Atticum, which was the battle where they uh, so uh, the Roman Empire at the time was divided between Mark Antony, three people actually, but the third one, he kind of went out the picture. So Octavian and Mark Antony, Octavian that ended up being uh, the Emperor Augustus. Oh, you're talking about Antioch. Yeah. Antioch, yeah, I think. Antioch. Yeah, Antioch. Yeah. And uh, at this battle, it was big, big Navy battle. Uh, uh, Cleopatra and Mark Antony was against Octavian. Octavia. And, uh, and uh even be, like one of the first things that happened when the battle broke out was that Cleopatra just took like 40 ships or 60 ships and just barged through the line of Octavian and just fucking took off. Right. And, and Mark Anthony just went with her. He was like, fuck man. She's <laughs> jump on a boat. Get out of here. You know, she's badass, they, just, dude. They, just just, left, yeah. they just left the rest of the soldiers to get slaughtered. Yeah. yeah. Right, so no doubt she was ruthless. No doubt. Um, I, I, I think, man, I, everything indicates you can say like this is a part of like the, 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 the top of the society soap opera, which still goes on today, but maybe less so public. Um, but, uh, but you could say that that's a part of being on, on, on the top of society. But whether or not we weigh that in. She she was definitely ruthless, and and she might have had to be. She might have had to be ruthless. And uh, and to, to to circle back, I don't think Mark Anthony understood that. I think actually Mark Anthony misread her to be soft because she shows up there in Rome with the kid mm-hmm. Caesar, you know. And I think he misread her to be look at this doting freaking. She fell in love like an idiot. Misread and, and, or was that her plan? No, it wasn't because it's not like she knew Caesar was going to go, right? I mean, she didn't know it at the time that she went Boy, there with the kid. But I think did. Mark Anthony misread her like completely. And then she w- and, and, and that whole, you know, barge with the Aphrodite look, she played to that. All right. You think I'm just some chick that's going to use sexuality to win you over? All right. Then I will show you what sexuality is, man. You don't know what sexuality is until I show you what it is. And she she... She ironically used the exact opposite of who she was to show Mark Anthony, no, you didn't misread me. You didn't, it, no, you, you completely mis- misread me, but I read you like a book. I read you like a book. Like, I know exactly yeah, I, how to. She definitely read him, but I don't think being sensual uh, or, or sexual for that matter is, is the opposite of who she is. Like, like that's definitely a part of it. And I, I think the parties that they have, uh, the hedonistic lifestyle definitely shows that. Like she was definitely a sexual and a sensual person, a- and she used that to 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 her favor. And and also she here with Mark Anthony for sure, for sure. That was one of the weapons in her arsenal, and she had many weapons mm-hmm. in that arsenal. And it was a unique weapon. Mm-hmm. As a woman, it was a unique weapon. And and when you have a unique weapon, you have to really use it all the way. Because yeah, imagine if it was Elsie that had to lure. Yeah, Mark nobody Anthony, else could have done know? that but her. So. Kudos, man. You look at your yeah, arsenal she, and you use whatever you got. Yeah, I, you're right. She weaponized uh, more or less the, the, those uh, her sexuality, you can say. Her, 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 
her good looking uh, uh, face and her, her she actually there uh, historians even say, uh, dictate that she actually lost weight for Mark Anthony she got slender she she uh, purposely dressed up well uh, she would act like uh, we don't know if it's an act no but some say it was that she was she was she she acted like uh, she was in despair every time Mark Anthony leaves her, and she was always. Uh, but it it could be all uh, uh, somewhat of a, a rouge, ruse. maybe. It was a female ruse. And you know what's what I find interesting is there's still a debate historically if she was actually physically good looking or at least in face. Right. Because right. Plutarch said she was incomparable. I mean, nothing worth nothing, right? But her manner of speech and the way she carried herself, her charm, was really mm. what won people over. And there's this, the reason the debate is there is not just because of how Plutarch described her physically, but when you look at the coins that she had produced in Egypt, she looked very mannish, you know, like she had a protruding, protruding nose, much like Caesar, actually, because Caesar had a protruding nose. And mm -hmm. some historians believe she did that on purpose. Maybe, <laughs> you know, Eskimo kiss to the nines, you know, but... But I think, so some historians actually believe she did that to not appear too pretty. So the debate is, was she really pretty and then downplayed her prettiness to appear more masculine and more tough and more at par with the men in power? Yeah. Or was she actually genuinely beautiful and she knew how to use her beauty? And, and I love that to a, we'll never really know. And either way, she, either, either way you go, that was brilliant. You know, if she was using her actual natural beauty or if she was Downplaying it to be one of the men that to me either way is brilliant, especially for her time. Brilliant. Could be because they were making while they were making coins. You have to kind of represent. Was that was the was the coins of uh, a Roman currency? No, she was it, uh, Alexandra had its own currency also. Yeah. Okay. Own, okay. Yeah. But maybe, maybe the maybe protruding nose back then meant. Uh, 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 you know, uh, leadership or some a pow a powerful uh, image. Yeah, yeah, or a big dick. So you can, so you knows what's happening, yeah. right? It's so it's, it's a way of saying that I say, knows man, big everything. Feet, big nose, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, for everybody on the live stream, we're gonna do you all a solid and give you a side profile, and you decide whose nose is better. <laughs> oh, you win, Denise. You win. You win. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let's get back into the fray. I think Elsie has a few more questions. Okay, too. I want. You know, I want to. I want to stray a bit away. I want to uh, divert a bit to to your consequence question, Denise, uh, which I should have done in the first question. Actually, no, uh, can we do? That? Can you ask it? Can you? Can you do us the honors of? of uh, wow, the honor. Thank asking, you. Thank you. Your questions. That's All right, so before I ask the question, the mandatory explaining why there is a consequence question, we have a portion on our show that is the producer's choice, where our producer chooses the best trivia of the night, and the person who wins gets to ask a question of consequence to the other two for the next show. I was the one that won consequence last week, so this is my question to the two boys. Evidently, the debates that we've been having, which is why they're a controversial couple, is whether or not Cleopatra and Mark Anthony got together because they were using each other. Where whether or not love actually existed before or later, there is this, you know, 
headline that they were using each other. So my consequence question to the boys is, can you share a time in your life when someone who claimed to love you was actually only using you? Can Martin go first? <laughs> um, what would you use me for? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not that useful. You don't get your nose, man. Your nose. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not rich. Uh, um, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not overly smart. I'm not overly anything for that matter. So, so why would you? I. I like the question. Um. Um. I. I've been in in relationships that that ended badly. That where you were left with the feeling of did they ever like love me or but uh i think they did i i think people do i i like to give the relationship that i had at least that, that ended badly which wasn't my own fault which there are also plenty that ended badly because it was my own fault uh i like to give them the benefit of the doubt i, I think uh, people are not always aware of what they're feeling and and sometimes they they, they discover it down the line and, and sometimes they they it manifests in very uncomfortable ways and 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 but if someone claimed to love me like only and purely for using me i i don't think so i i i, I i've never been left uh, with 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 that feeling or at least it's not a feeling that persisted maybe i've had that feeling like so right, can i ask right a follow-up question mm -hmm. you know you used to work in one of the most prominent bars in in makati in manila in the philippines yeah yeah did anybody date you to get access to this bar or you know get free drinks or because that would be using you for sure um i i don't know why i and not that I recall. I, I've had I've had a few uh, like uh, catastrophic escapades, um, but not something that was really related to to that. Um, I've had one night stands, right? But it's hard. Like, who's using who? You know, <laughs> like Touché. right? Who's who's using who? Um, uh, I I did. I, I never engaged in like a, a longer relationship with 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 uh with with someone for that for that no 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 not that i recall like i've had one night stands but that's like a mutual kind of using uh situation it's not really like maybe they wanted free drinks on the night or who knows you know like uh, I no but then it that. wasn't free because they went home with you at the end of the night so yeah but i don't quid see that as a currency eh? <laughs> quid pro shot you know yeah quid pro <laughs> shot you want shots i want blow shots hey <laughs> I'll buy you a blowjob if you give me a blowjob. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. But um, but that doesn't mean I've had relationship that that, that, that ended badly and and uh in in terms of that because uh, or in that setting. Uh, but I, I never really had that feeling. To be honest, like I've had I've had like feeling where I really got hurt, like where I was really really hurt by someone, and and maybe it crossed my mind like did they ever love me or whatnot. But it's not a feeling that persisted. It's not a feeling that lasted, and it's not something that I that I really believe they did. But I'm sure it happens to people. I'm sure. Then so I will say honestly, you're very lucky. You're very lucky that you've never experienced that because that sucks. That really sucks. And I have a funny feeling, Elsie has. So we're gonna jump to Elsie. Do you have a time when somebody supposedly loved you but was actually just using you the whole time? 
you know, uh, going back to what Martin said, uh, who's using who, and uh, I think it, it'll it'll go down to someone who cares more, right? Uh, my dad told me one time, uh, the one who the one in control of the relationship is the one who cares less. So isn't that a, a nihilistic way of, or a, a anarchistic way of, of looking way at it? Of approaching it, yeah. I, I'm not it's saying it's right. It's a depressing way of looking at it. It's depressing. I'm it's not depressing. saying it's right. I'm not saying it's also it's wrong. We don't know. It could I mean, work for I, someone. I, it could work I, for I, anyone. I have to admit it has merits. It has yep. merit, but Definitely you also, merit. it has merit, but then you lose a lot of stuff, though. If you're right. so preoccupied with caring less. And but, you should love Right, and going back to personal gain, <clears throat> like if you are in in a position where where you have that mentality, where you enter a relationship with that mentality, is is it then really love, or or is it is it exactly for a personal gain? Exactly, you want to be in control, and, 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 right? And in, in in my experience, so far, I had you know more more so than not good relationships I, we broke up okay i i think i would like to think right <laughs> <laughs> i would like to think uh no comment <laughs> but when it comes to being used that is the question was i used uh, i don't know i can think of one time maybe and this is a time when going back to what i the, our uh, our previous question is Sometimes when you go with someone not exactly in your level of thought, level of especially your caliber, in your caliber. caliber in, 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 in everything, uh, be that in, 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 in thinking, in, 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 in intelligence or, 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 or uh, social uh, stature, you know, be that. Of, of those things or, or, or in how uh, or, or how uh, uh, hard you work let's say right? uh, and, and, and and yeah it it goes it hearkens to that to that uh, to that side of the coin where you 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 get with someone who is so used to being on a pedestal and and you're not into that you know you don't put people on a pedestal you want things like martin said you want things not too much depend uh, not, not not too not too much of a, a dependent uh, relationship that you guys work on it together and that's that's great that that is the the be all end all all for me the ultimate goal is to have that balance but sometimes it, it it's not you know you, we we had our it happens to the best of us that we we weren't uh, in a balanced relationship. We weren't in a balanced life. It happened to me. And I, I can say that, to be blunt, uh, probably the work ethic was different uh, a, a lot. Uh, I can say I, I was... I could have been the harder worker in that sense. So financially, I was more stable and and, and the other wasn't. So that poses to be a problem pala and uh, and and you get to be probably used in that in that sense i don't know if i'm making sense guys no, no you are and and it's hard I for will, me to be blunt huh? i know and i will i will 
use what you've been saying now because I formulated a thought in my head and it's a little bit connected but it, you know to what your dad told you and it's a version that I think encapsulates what you've been trying to say also and what Martin has been trying to say who's using who maybe you're only as used in a relationship as you allow yourself to be definitely because sometimes sorry I said definitely you know because sometimes okay fine they're using you quote unquote but you don't mind it's fine it's not bothering you it's not keeping you up at night it doesn't feel like you're actually losing anything so are they really using you or so maybe if you're allowing you are, it that's not yeah, using maybe you. you're allowing it because you think that's what it takes that's also yeah, sometimes so, the case so maybe if you feel used in a relationship more often than not that's on you not on the other person because you allowed it and or continue to allow it to happen in which case the only person you should be mad at at the end is yourself because you allowed yourself to be used in a way that was not comfortable for you or was too much for you you know and and, and i think that's an interesting thing especially circling back to these two guys of anthony and cleopatra maybe they were acutely aware that they were using each other in fact it's not a maybe they were acutely aware that they were using each other and they allowed it anyway and they they gave it because they knew what they were either getting back in return or they didn't mind so much so yeah, and and maybe maybe the fact that they were using each other was what made their relationship uh so well functioning because yeah. they 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 had a clear defined base level right and it was it was actually a very equal base level it, it, it was you know i need power and influence you can get resources and 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 riches from my land you know and 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 obviously the sex was apparently really good too so they benefit mutually from that and the know? parties the parties and the parties you know and 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 I, and now I, i i never thought this way before but when you allow a person to use you that's not necessarily a bad thing that's not necessarily a negative it may very well be one of the facets of love you allow yourself to be used because you love the person and because that's one way of expressing love you know um Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> it's still a hard question, Denise. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. And, and I it was so hard. I even tried to write it three times. Like I couldn't articulate how to ask the question. But thanks so much for attempting to answer it because I know well, it I think hard. the hard part there is admitting or digging deep in your feelings or dig, digging deep in your past and uh, thinking if you were actually used, that was that was pretty uh But kudos to that, Denise. That was a very engaging question, nonetheless. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I guess we have time only for one more question. I don't know what to ask. If it's my last or the, 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 the second to the last. I'll go for uh, the second to the last. Uh, I think this, is, this has more bearing. Uh, if Cleopatra... Did, okay, uh, his, in history, Cleopatra presented herself. She knew how to package herself. Definitely. No, she was... She was a rock star in that sense, you know. She she knew how to she knew how to all pizzazz and 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 whatnot, and uh, she came to Mark Anthony, uh, like what Martin said a while ago on a on a what was it a, was it a a, a big boat was it a Greek boat no it a, was barge. It a, a barge a barge yeah. a barge but was it was it of Roman Roman design yeah. Macedonian it was a, it was a very 
it, it was just a very crazy boat, right? The, the oars were made out of silver, so that just says a little bit wow. about like like what I don't the know. If, it might have been green. It, it and back like then, purple was the hardest yeah. color to come up with. It was a very expensive. So when you make sails on a barge mm. in purple, that's opulence ad hominem. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. The royal color, not purple. Yeah. So she came in this beautiful boat, this beautiful barge uh, with, with all the pizzazz, dressed, no, uh, no, no, no doubt, and dressed no other than than than. Some say it was she was dressed as Aphrodite. Some say she was dressed as Venus. Some say she was dressed as Isis. So we yeah. don't really know the, the well because they're all fact. comparable. So Venus is the Roman right. version, Aphrodite is the Greek yeah. version, and Isis is the Egyptian version. Yeah. Right. So let's say she dresses up as 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 Mark Anthony's, I guess, favorite goddess. You know, uh, probably Venus. No, no, she since, since he's Roman. And he was instantly enamored by this. Uh, wow, she, he was so impressed. And of course, because of that, uh, interest instantly sparks. Now, my question, if Cleopatra did not come in total glamour and grandeur, would Mark Anthony still be as interested? Will, will he, be, he'll still, will he kaya, be still that enamored? Uh, Take out the boat and take out all that. She just came in normally, like, hey, hello, I'm here for a political visit. And in a personal note, how important is first impressions? Denise, what do you think? Yeah, he wouldn't have we given have a five fly minutes. And, uh? <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have given a fly and fuck if she came in there normally. Right. He wouldn't have given a fly and fuck. Um, and she knew that. And to answer your second question, how important is a first impression? I mean, that's scientifically proven. First impressions make a big difference. We, we talked about it in our other show, our other episode. Two seconds. Attraction, yeah. yeah. Attraction is built in three seconds. Now, obviously, that barge didn't mosey on over the river in three seconds. But I guess the mere fact that she came in in such a fashion within the first three seconds, I think even before he saw her, he knew this girl must be something. And he was already attracted to the fanfare before he actually laid eyes on the actual woman, is, is my theory. So the short answer is yes he, on both. I mean, no, he, he wouldn't have been attracted to her. He also knew her before that. Uh, that's also important. Yeah. Mm. To, mm. Yeah. Her reputation precedes her already. No, but he met her at the Roman court like several times okay. while she was dating Caesar. So so the the attraction was, was most likely already there. Okay. Okay. How about you? How important is first impressions, Martin? Uh, does it yeah, I, I, have I, that much bearing? I mean, it, it's hard to say what would have happened and what would not have happened. But obviously, the lifestyle. I mean, if she didn't show up like that, she wouldn't be Cleopatra. Yeah, and, that's true, too. And that, that's really the You the can't point. extricate that. Yeah, yeah. that's true, too. Because um, the whole lifestyle that they lived, that was that was the embodiment of the way that she she showed up on 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 the on that time when she came up the Nile in in that boat. That's that's a whole embodiment of it. So if you take that out, she wouldn't be Cleopatra. Would she be together? I, I, it's hard to say, right? It's hard to say. Like obviously, if she wasn't that Cleopatra, maybe she would have been more like his own wife. And obviously, he didn't like that that much. So, so um, yeah, I I. I think it was very important that she came up like that. Like, <coughs> imagine, like you both know this, and 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 I, I, 
I would make a case whether it's more uh, predominant in, in, in male or female, but when someone does something for you, like for you, only for you, none, for nobody else, something like you know that they put a lot of thought into it, it's flattering. And it's, Okay, you it's know also- what? I really like what you said because a long time ago I set up two friends and I asked the guy about it after. So how was the date? And he goes, you know, she's great and everything, but there was one thing that really disappointed me. What, what was it? She showed up in, a je- in jeans and a t-shirt. And I'm like, so? Come on, man. It's a date. Dress up for me, man. And, and that's true. Martin's point is true. It's not necessarily the first impression, but the painstaking the effort. effort that you go through to show that this person is important enough to get dressed up over. You know, and Martin's right. So, but in any case, I, I'm sure he was overwhelmed. I am sure he was extremely hard. Um, it must have been hard <laughs> to hide, you know. I, I don't know what kind of Roman like armor he was wearing at the time, but it must have been very difficult. Um, but I, I, I and not I, just I, that. I, yeah, I don't think you can extract it. Like that's Cleopatra. That's why she is. And Cleopatra. now everybody knows why dating is the way it is. Us women, us women, work so hard to get you men hard. That's the way it works. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of like the bird thing, right? It's kind of like the bird thing, well, like mating dancing, you know? Like that's what this reminds me of. Like when you see documentaries of birds from the Amazon, so just birds in general that do these crazy dances and puff up their feathers yeah, yeah, and all of that. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same yeah. thing. Exact same thing. Same thing. Uh, attraction is, is biological. Biological in any And it any takes form. work. Go straight into work. your second hit, man. Straight, yeah. straight, all the blood. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and not, not just that, I remember Cleopatra even asked Mark Anthony to join her on the boat. She didn't even go down from the boat, right? That's, a, that's, that's some sort of a strategy, don't you think, Denise? It's like it when you're in a bar. A, you make the you guy come, come to, to you. You don't go to the guy. He can call you over. You're like, hell to the no. You get up and you walk over here to but me. That's, but <laughs> that's Mark Anthony. He was, a, he, was a, he was a big deal. And him being called on the boat was some sort of, was a was a big uh, a, a gesture for Mark Anthony to do. He was probably that enamored by by Cleopatra. So he to answer my, my own, <laughs> right. So to answer my own question, yes, it is important. First impressions definitely is important. It doesn't. I I totally agree with Martin. Effort makes makes uh, uh goes a long way. So uh, to close up, uh, I hope everybody. As uh, enjoying their love month, and uh, if you're meeting this new person for the first time, yes, it's important. Uh, do the Cleopatra way. Uh, go go in the date with in a barge if you can afford one. Go big or go home. <laughs> go big or go or go home, and dress up as your favorite goddess if you can. <laughs> To close up, uh, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, it was, uh, you know, an exciting uh, topic again. I mean, I love uh, talking about historical figures, especially this one, Cleopatra. Um, sadly, there's so much versions of it. We don't know the actual facts of it. Maybe in the future, we can discover more scripture or whatnot, and we can decipher what the real deal was. Uh, and it's, a very, it's very interesting. Um, Denise? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Martin, Denise, and Elsie. You can hit us up after this live stream on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and all your favorite streaming platforms. 
don't forget don't forget to like our facebook page naked under the table show we also have a group facebook group called the nuts and until then we'll see you next week this has been the naked under the table show good night <laughs>